You're listening to Bold Leadership, Episode 69. Sales leaders who can't adapt to their potential clients will never sell anything. Shut up and sit down. Greetings from the heartland of America, Guthrie, Oklahoma, and Hoboken Coffee Roasters. This is the Bold Leadership Podcast, where we are building bold leaders to solve tomorrow's toughest challenges. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for taking the time. The Bold Leadership Podcast is published every Tuesday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.exsin.co. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud favorites. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Bold Leaders and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. And now, here are your hosts, former Air Force pilot, commander, and business owner Dave Evans with his partner in crime, former combat controller, wealth advisor, and deal maker extraordinaire, Phil Nichols. Let's get into the show. Well, welcome back to this episode of Bold Leadership. Uh, today, we're going to talk about salesmen, and, and we're going to start with this. Great salesmen are great communicators. I mean, every good salesman must be able to quickly assess the environment, understand their client's tendencies, and adapt their personality in order for the client to listen. If you don't know how to effectively communicate, you are never going to be a great salesperson. Today, we're going to look at the sales process and your ability to communicate in another person's type will improve sales and build lasting relationships. So, Phil, Phil is the master salesman. I've learned more from this guy in the last year and a half, two years than I have from anybody about sales. He is a mastermind uh, in a sales meeting. And if you haven't, if you need some help, call Phil. He's really good. Um, he's got a lot of good pointers. So we're going to have him talk to us today about what it means to him as a salesman and his ability to adapt to the situation. Well, thanks, Dave. I, I you know, I would tell you that um, all good sales professionals or sales leaders uh, at some point in their life had a great sales mentor. And I've, I've got to say this, mine was Jake Jackson. Um, wonderful man. We lost Jake a couple years ago when he was 92 years old, but it was an absolute superstar. And he's the guy who taught me that it didn't matter what I thought. It only mattered what the prospect thought and, uh, it, many other things, but that, you know, he'd all, he was always giving me these little nuggets, these little pearls along the way. Um, and I, th- I think that's really where I'd want to start is that if you can't communicate, um, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it doesn't matter what product you have or what service you have. If you can't communicate, and the first part of good communicating is listening, um, you know, you're not going to have success or you're sure not going to have the type of success you could have. Um, so it all begins and ends really, Dave, with great communication and being able to listen well um, and then assess uh, how that individual you're talking with, how, how do they receive best, how do they communicate, and then matching that uh, with them mirroring yourself to their type or their style so that you can have a good outcome. Now, I've got to share something with everybody. You know, Phil and I did a mirroring and matching exercise with a group. <laughs> I think but I know all, what you're going to tell. All, all I will say is don't take that too far because <laughs> you may look a little bit silly and people will wonder what's going on with you if you have a condition. So I wonder be, if you're having a seizure. Well, that's care. what we thought. So, um, but, you know, the interesting thing for Phil and, and for I watching and learning in the process is, you know, one of the things Phil's good at, and I'm going to talk about in a second, is he's really good at walking into a room full of new people and knowing exactly who they are and what they're about as soon as he walks in the room. 
So what do you see when you walk into a new person you meet and, and how do you assess your communication style when you meet these people? Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things you can look for. And of course, I think every sales book in the world's ever that's ever been written talks about this. And the reason why they all talk about it is it's true. Um, you know, there, there's, there's uh, signs all around you you can look at to pick up on somebody's personality type. You know, what do they have hanging in their office? Is their office uh, neat and in order? Is it cluttered? Is it, you know, what kind of questions do the client ask or you know, how does the client represent themselves? How do they, how do they hold themselves up or how do they conduct themselves? Are they, are they, as I like, as we always used to say in our previous lives, are they squared away or are they just all over the place? You know, it's, it's important that you under, you know, you take time to recognize these things. And then most importantly, again, is through observation, you can hear, if you get an opportunity to hear how somebody communicates with somebody else, I always like it when I'm in a sales situation where uh, perhaps there's uh, somebody else in the room that works with that organ within that organization because I can watch the decision maker and how they communicate with their people. And there's a lot, there's a story in that, right? And so just being able to, to pay attention, listen, and just uh, you know, be aware of your surroundings will, will go a long ways to, to telling you how best to approach that individual. So we're going to fill a quiz right now. It's a test of his sales assessment skills and personalities. Oh, boy. So here you go. You walk into an office. I'm a solid C student, so be careful. <laughs> you, you're you're going to ace this test. So yeah. you walk into a person's office, and you see family pictures everywhere. Yeah. Personality type. Family pictures everywhere? Yeah, pictures of their family, their friends. They're, they're smiling in every picture. Well, they're probably an, an eye. You know, I mean, they, they probably got a little bit of everything on them. And I'm, I mean, I've seen that in all of the four areas, but I would say a heavy eye. Okay. That one was a little, that was a hard one. Here's the easy one. You walk into an office and you see trophies of number one salesman of the year. D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look around my office and I got awards <laughs> hanging everywhere. D. Yeah, I'm looking around my office right now going, yep, that's pretty yeah, much right. D that's, everywhere. Yeah, I've got so that, military awards. I've got sales awards. I think I got the first ribbon I ever received displayed proudly somewhere. So. I think it's in your office at, at the at the <laughs> office. I think I've seen it's a nice It's a nice picture, by the way. Uh, um, so the next one, here's the next one. Going to be a little bit harder. You walk into the room, and the office is meticulous. Nothing is out of place. Um, they're they're a C. They're they're a C. They're a C. So the point of that quick discussion for everybody was to give you some tips when you walk into a situation. Don't just use that. Listen to the words they use. Listen to how they speak. Listen to the questions they ask. Like Phil said, um, because that's going to help you begin the conversation in the right tone and tendency to be effective. So here's my next question. Well, Dave, let me just throw Go ahead, jump in. I don't mean to, I mean, one other thing I would want everybody to think about too is, and my grandfather taught me this a long time ago when I was a young man and my dad as well, but you can tell a lot by the way a person looks at you and how they shake your hand when they first meet you. A good point. You can actually pick up a lot of, uh, you can be very accurate in if they're a D and I and S or a C with just that. I mean, it, I mean, you really can. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I'm as Dave knows, and anybody that's listening that's met me knows, I'm a I'm a back slapping, firm grip, stare through the back of your brain kind of guy when I shake your hand, and it, there's no doubt I'm an I'm a D, a high D, high I. You know, when you meet me, you know, and that's that's just so you can pick up a lot of things 
through that type of communication as well. Yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it's all about the entire experience. Um, sure. Handshakes. One, are, they, are they looking in your eye? Are they looking down at the ground? Right. Are they, right. are they, right. and, and they used to say, if, if a guy can't, if a man can't look you in the eye, you can't trust him. Well, that's not true. I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I've, I was raised to look everybody in the eye when I talked to him. I know Dave was too, but I, I've, I've met people that are, that are S's that are just flat. They're just, they're kind of shy. I mean, they just don't, it's just not, doesn't mean they're not trustworthy. It's just, it's who they are, you know, so don't read too much into it. And I, and I, you know, it's just a piece of the puzzle. You're absolutely right. And, and you can't, don't label or stereotype people based Correct. on their personality type. I think, I think that's really important. Correct. So I got a question for you because you're good okay. at this. I mean, you, you, you worked oh, a client for 19 years to close one yeah. deal. Yeah. So, so how do you, as a sales expert, build long-term client relationships? Cause I've seen you do it and it's, it's just fun to watch. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the most important thing is you've got to be sincere in what you're doing and how you approach people. I mean, if you, you know, you can be any one of these four personality types and be successful in sales if you're sincere and you're honest and you work hard. If you'll do those three things, you can be successful regardless of what personality type you are. You may get there at a different way, but you're going to be successful. And so I, I think the most important thing I try to do um, is I, I'm, I'm sincere in my questioning. I'm sincere in, 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 uh, wanting to hear what they have to say. Um, I'm not trying to get somebody down a certain path, um, based on any questions I'm talking to what I do, what I am trying to do when I do a discovery meeting or what people will refer to as fact finding is I am trying to get you to open up to me to, so that I can understand and try to learn what's your, what's really bothering you, what's really holding you back. Um, but it's from a place of sincerity. It's not to get any certain outcome. It's wanting to get the information out so that we can really help you. And so that's the, I mean, being sincere is the most important thing. I, I think you can just, you know, the golden rule goes a long ways in sales, right? I mean, I, I try to treat every client, every prospect that I meet with, uh, in a way that I would want somebody to treat my wife, my mother, my father, you know, somebody that you love. And if you do that, um, it's amazing how much success you'll have. I can tell you guys, I can tell everybody that's listening to it to, for a fact that Phil is the most genuine caring person when he walks into a room. It, it is, is really fun to watch and, and you see the relationship grow and get sticky right there at the first meeting. So I think his comment about being sincere and authentic is probably the most important thing you can do, no matter what personality type you are, to develop a long-term relationship. And remember, yeah. it's it's okay if they say no. Don't don't shoot shoot well, them away if they say no. Work on the relationship. Like I said, nineteen years. One client finally came back to Phil after nineteen years of prospecting, and, and he closed a deal. So don't well, ever. I, I give would up. say too, Dave. I think I think this is real important. You know, we call it getting naked, right? And we always have to tell people really quickly. We don't mean that literally. Are you saying naked well, or naked? <laughs> Cause, naked. Okay, just checking. Naked. Yeah. Well, it depends on what part of the country I'm in, right? But, well, and what you're planning on doing. So that's right. But <laughs> but the reality is is that you know you got to strip down. You got to leave all the the BS. Just take it out of the conversation. You know, and Dave hit on a key point. You know, I I can honestly say I've always been this way. I was this way when I I needed to make sales every time because I was so broke I couldn't find two nickels to rub together and. And I've been that, and I'm still that way now after having a successful career. 
and have, have, and I don't need to make every sale anymore, but, um, I never really cared. I care, but you gotta listen to what I'm saying. I, it didn't bother me one way or the other if we did business. And I think, you know, desperation is a, is a big sales blocker. You know, if you're desperate for a sell, people sense that. And I think if you're sincere and you, and I'll give you a great example, um, had a client not too long ago, um, was thinking of, came to me and said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have some other people take a look at something this year that the service I've provided them for about 15 years. And I just looked at him, I said, that's fine. But can I ask a question? He said, sure. I said, what did I do wrong? And he's paused and he goes, well, nothing. I said, oh, okay. Well, do you mind me asking another question? He says, no, of course, Phil, what do you want? I said, well, why are you doing this then? And he sat there and he said, I don't really know. I said, do you feel like you need to? He said, well, not really. And by the time we were done, he didn't. But, it, but if, I, if I'd been afraid at the, of the answer he would give me, or if I would be afraid that I was ultimately going to lose him as a client, um, I wouldn't have asked those questions. And so I think, you know, not being afraid of answers of what you're going to hear is also a big part of being very successful in sales. You, you've got to be okay with him saying, well, to be quite frank, you guys screwed this up, this up, this up, and this up, <laughs> you know, you got to be okay with hearing that. And the reality is, is if you or your organization or people that represent you in your organization are falling short in customer service, you need to hear that because that way you can go fix it. You know, so it's, it's, you know, being fearless has a lot to do with being successful in sales. Doesn't mean you're some big, brave person. It just means you're sincere. You're really not afraid. Um, you're keeping things in perspective, right? I've never seen a business deal that's life and death, at least none that we're talking about. I know there are deals out there that are life and death. Dave and I both like to laugh. Both guys that have been in combat zones like to say that, you know, this is pretty easy than, you know, getting shot at. So it's, you know, they're, everything, everybody's life experience is what forms their, you know, how they approach things. But, you know, for me, um, at the end of the day, whether I have, thousand clients, or if I have 10 clients, I'm going to go home. My wife's still going to love me. My dog's still going to love me. I'm still going to get up the next day, God willing. So, you know, we got to keep things in perspective. I think you hit a key point there, you know, understanding your perspective and how you deal with things is really an important thing when you go into any sales meeting. Yeah. Um, And knowing that you may not close a deal, confident you will, but understand that you may not, don't take offense to that. Yeah. You can't take this stuff personal. I mean, they're not, nobody's trying to insult you. I mean, I, I had another client that we did some business with. I did all the work and then it was time to finish the work up. This is a while back, a few years back, probably, probably 10 years back now, but did all the work, had everything done and go in to deliver it to finally get paid. And he looked at me and says, well, I talked to an old fraternity brother of mine and he does the same kind of work you do. And man, I just, I feel like I need to do it with him. Now I, I had a choice in that. I could have gotten mad. I could have, I could have been unprofessional and flipped out and, you know, pounded my fists on the desk and guess what? I still wouldn't have had the business or I could handle it professionally and go, Hey, you know what? I get it. I've got lifelong friends too. I understand. I don't want you feeling bad about this, you know, and the way you handle it is going to dictate how, what that relationship looks like going forward. Now, some people will say, absolutes like, well, I'd never work with that guy again. Well, really? Would you, would you not? I mean, if he called you in two weeks and said, Hey, I know that last still didn't work out, but I'm going to pay you up front. I'm going to give you $20,000. 
to do this for me? Would you really tell them no? Because I don't think you would. And so I think just being honest about that things happen in life too, and that you shouldn't get offended and you shouldn't be, you shouldn't change or, or, you know, the way you respond to things is a true sign of your character. You know, I mean, you can, you can get offended by stuff and mad and angry and make absolute statements like I would never work with that person again, or I will never help that person, or I will never do this. And the reality is, is those are statements of a fool. You know, you, you need to just slow down, realize that life happens sometimes. And Dave, you've heard me tell young sales people this before. There's going to be some deals you get that you don't deserve. And there's going to be some deals you, you get that you do deserve. Now, there's also going to be some deals that you don't get and you deserve them, but there's going to be deals you do get and you don't deserve them. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it just has a way of balancing out. If you remember those three things, if you're sincere, you're honest and you work hard, you'll have success in sales. So let's tie this back to the beginning and what we're talking about disc and, and how it applies to this, you know, be confident, speak in their voice, not yes. your voice. So they can hear you and they're listening to you. Be prepared when you go into the meeting as a salesperson. Make an assessment when you walk into what kind of person you're dealing with and ensure you're using the asking the right questions and delivering the message in a way that you will be heard. I mean, right. I think that's the most important piece of all of this is be sincere and deliver the message in a, in a way that you will be heard um, because it will impact your sales ability and the growth of your company and your experience long-term. Yeah, every time. And I think that you know, too many times folks look at things from the, sh in the short term when they really need to look at it in the long term. you know, I mean, it's, and it's a magical thing in sales, you know, you just kind of wake up and you didn't even realize it happened, but now you've got this fabulous career and life and, and it really does just kind of happen. But I think it's because you're so busy trying to, to be authentically sincere with these people and you're just busy working that you're not really too concerned about the outcome. People that flip out about not getting a sale, it's usually because they don't have anything else in their pipeline. <laughs> you know, it's usually <laughs> that they got one deal right now that they have to close to make money. I mean, let's be, let's, let's get naked for a second, right? That's why people struggle in sales. It's because they don't have enough other stuff going. So they really have to have this sale to pay their mortgage or make the college payment or whatever the case may be. Um, and that, that's a, that's why I say you have to work hard. You know, if you work hard and you're honest and you're sincere, your pipeline's always full if you work hard, right? No doubt if about you're that. honest, you don't ever have to worry about running into somebody or have to remember what you said. And if you're sincere, you're going to really listen to people and you're going to really bring solutions that are going to help them. And so I think, again, if you just focus on those three things, you'll have fabulous success. Well, I think we've explained the importance of adapting the situation about being sincere and, and working with your clients long-term to create sticky relationships where you're their trusted advisor as a salesperson. Yes. So with that, this episode of Bold Leadership, we are out of here. Thanks for listening to the show. Our show notes can be found at www.exit.co. If you liked it as much as we think you did, be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a review. 